What's going on, everybody? Nate here, owner of the Vinegar Strokes, aka Naderate 530, aka the host of the greatest fantasy football league podcast on all social platforms at Taco Court Pod, aka Josh Callis's father. And this is the 58 West King podcast, where if you don't like to hear the words, This is the podcast for you. Hello there. This is the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tony, and this is our NFL Week 8 preview episode. So, I dug deep. I asked around, I offered large sums of money to get people on with me today. Matt's not here. To get anybody on. And I regret to inform you guys that we ended up with the manager of the Vinegar Strokes, host of the Taco Court Fantasy Football Podcast, Nate Molinay. Nate, how you doing? People were offered money and I had to pay 20 bucks to get on this damn thing. What the hell, Tony? I'm doing great. <laughs> it's a Friday night here in Colorado Springs. It's freezing cold outside. i just getting over like a head cold and stuff like that, but I'm ready to be you know, inform the people on the greatness of 58 West King and bring some comedic, I guess, tone to the show. You know, like I don't do my own manager on managers by myself or anything like that. So I don't got that kind of skills, but I fill in where I can. That was really good. I, I really enjoyed that from Matt. He told me he was doing it ahead of time, but turned out better than I could have imagined. I do enjoy having you on and uh, we'd have you on more often in season, but life is hectic, you know, during the work week. Plus, you've got your own thing going on over at the Taco Corp headquarters, which would you like to speak to what exactly you guys do over there for those here who may not be familiar? Yeah, we break every FCC boundary that is out there <laughs> known to man. Uh, we tow every single line. We make the American jokes. We do whatever we can to get the clickbait going. But um, yeah, we're putting out a podcast every single week uh, revolved around just the managers in our league. So we do a little bit of getting to know each other, what's on our minds, cover some NFL news and notes, league updates and stuff like that. Do a draft every single week, a top five draft. And then let each other rant or rave, whatever we want to do. You know, you pick what you want to do and then leave you off with a banger of the week. But yeah, we're putting out daily videos. So you'll see the full episode on YouTube every single week. And then daily, I'll clip out different segments of it to give it into short form and stuff like that as well. It's on Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. So I'm sure those links are down in the bio or whatever. Or if you just go to the YouTube, all the links are clickable there in the banner for you as well. So you can get on any page that we have going. Well, I still don't know what TikTok is, but I do enjoy the YouTube clips or like the shorts that you've been making. Um, mm -hmm. I listen to every episode. If I'm on, I listen like two or three times, yep. but like I'll still watch the clips and like I, I was there, like I knew exactly what we said, <laughs> what we talked about, but they're good. You're really stepping up your game. Yep. It's fun. So Matt is out for this one. He's still recovering from his surgery. I was told everything went well and he is on the mend. He should be back with us next week. We'll see about that. As I mentioned, we've got the NFL week eight preview for you guys today. We also have a home league preview where we're picking winners based on who would make the sexier Halloween Latina. Looking forward to that. But first, we've got a mailbag question. Our question this week comes from an anonymous fan. He or she begins, love the show, love the host, go birds, exclamation point. Interesting. If you're going in for a medical procedure where the doctors are operating on the artery in your groin area, do you A, do light but thorough manscaping, B, Go bald as a baby's bottom. Bottom. I don't know why I said it like that. Or C, let it ride au natural. Nate, what do you got? Look, so there's there's two different incidents here, right? If you're if you're not married and you are married, but if you are married, right, I'm going in clean bald. So you're going clean bald. You're going to show whatever this doctor is, everything that you got, right? You're, everybody knows you look bigger with no bush, no hair or anything like that, right? So it's a science especially if you're trying to add an inch or two or something like that, which I assume that this person is trying to do. So you're going in completely bald. So that way your old lady knows, Hey, there's someone else who's seen this baggage here. I need to step my game up, give this guy some when he gets out of the dang hospital, right? If you're not married, you do the same damn thing because you want the from the doctor after you're done, especially if you just got an inch or two, you know? So, you know, that's my advice. Go completely bald. Get all under there. You know, maybe go get a manzillion down at you know European Wax Center, not a sponsor. Uh, at least I don't assume it's a sponsor. But we're li we're listening. <laughs> yeah, that is that is my advice. Is completely okay. bald for the f after. 
I've never heard that phrase before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and neither will the listener because that's all getting bleeped out. So we came into this world all natural. We're going to leave this world all natural. Maybe you're shaven into your, like your 80s, 90s. I don't know. Most likely all natural, though. Uh, the doctor knows what all natural looks like. They're not going to be freaked out. You got to go all natural. Life is short. Your hair down there shouldn't be. Go all natural. Whoever's asking this question, anonymous Eagles fan who just had surgery. This is terrible advice from Tony. As usual, right? Yeah. That's why you're here. That's why we brought you on. Someone's yes. got to carry the show since Matt's not here. What's the over under on episodes before me and Julian just take over this thing? I can't. Julian's a busy man. I can't get him on. Hmm. I don't know if he's busy, uh, you know, in the underground thong market industry. Uh, hmm. If he's busy, you know, I, Taylor Swift just came out with a new album. So there yeah. may be some stalker things going on there. I, I, he's a busy man. I can't get him on. Okay. But probably eventually to answer your question. Okay. Yeah. All right. Time for some NFL picks. We've got the Chiefs and Chargers on by this week. And we're recording this Friday. So Tampa Bay and Baltimore, they've already played. Baltimore won that one if you watch or you've been checking box scores. Matt and I both had Baltimore if you are keeping tally at home. We've got the text messages to prove it. But we'll go ahead and get things started with the London game. That's Denver and Jacksonville. This is what? A home game for Jacksonville? They've been so many damn times, right? Uh, yep. They're favored by three and a half over unders low it's at 39.5 nate i'll let you go first who you got so i'll start off with i had the ravens as well that line was ridiculous ravens started out as like a favorite and then they bumped to a, a two and a half point dog so i bet the two and a half you know or whatever like that easy win but in this one here you know i don't know if you've heard the news stories tony but you know i know jacksonville's coming in two and a half point favorites but russ did four hours of you know pilates on the plane you know yelling Broncos country. Let's ride. As everybody's trying to sleep. So Denver still has a great defense. Uh, their offense is lackluster. Sooner or later, it's going to click. You know, they're down Javante Williams, but they still have good running attack. I don't know why, but I feel like this is a trap game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody was high on them. They got the, we've always win in London type of thing. Yeah. But Denver's got a defense on them, and I think they're going to rattle them. Give me Denver Broncos to win this game. Yep, I've got some uh, some stats, some metrics to back that up. I'm not excited for this game. It's on early. I'm going to wake up like 15 minutes before the game just to check my lineups, and that's about it. I'm going back to sleep right after. Both of these teams are 2-5. and five. They're not the same, though. Denver is third in the league in sacks. They're fifth in third down percentage, so they're getting off the field, right? They're stopping drives. And then they're third in total DVOA on defense. The Jaguars on the other side, they're 27th in sacks. They're not getting to the quarterback. They're 27th in third down percentage, not stopping any drives, and they're 18th in DVOA defense, so kind of middle of the pack. You kind of mentioned it. Denver hasn't been perfect this season, but Russell Wilson, he's back. He was doing those high knees for, he said, four hours. That's just ridiculous on mm -hmm. a, what, 11-hour flight. That's just dumb. Yeah. But uh, the team clearly still has some fight in them from what I've seen. I've watched most of these games because we've had to. They've been in, what, four <laughs> primetime matchups so far, right? Yeah. Give me the Broncos. And what I'm watching, Travis Etienne uh, on the Jacksonville side. Season high, 80% snaps in week seven, 58% of the rushing attempts, 45% of the routes run. You like that. And then he was targeted on about a quarter of those routes run. And most importantly, James Robinson was traded to the Jets this week. Also, Matt's taking the Jags here. Another thing I'd be looking at too is Melvin Gordon, right? So last week, the New York football giants, I mean, second best record in the league right now, right? Ran for 226 yards on this Jacksonville Jaguars team. Saquon went over 100. He is Saquon, right? And then Danny Dimes went over 100 because he is yep. amazing as well. But Melvin Gordon's rushing prop right now is sitting at 36 and a half yards. And he went for 33 on 11 touches last week in a game that they lost to the Jets. And I believe the Jets have a much better run defense than the Jacksonville Jaguars. So if you're looking for a side bet or a little prop, 36 yards out of Melvin Gordon. Yeah, you got to worry about the other running backs, Latavius Murray, whatever you want to say. But Melvin Gordon is still going to get the touches. Agree. Next matchup, the Carolina Panthers. They go down to Atlanta to take on the Falcons, where Atlanta is favored by six over-unders at 42. Nate, what do you got? This one's rough because Atlanta is not good and they give up points, right? They also know how to put up some points, but Carolina also just beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And whatever you want to say about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and how trash they are right now, they're still got athletes on the team, right? Not having Baker on the field and having P.J. Walker, for some reason, brings some life into this Carolina Panthers team. I'm going to take the Panthers to get a win on the road here. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. Just something about the Panthers. They get rid of McCaffrey, a bunch of dogs saying, hey, 
we're still here. We're good athletes. Everybody's writing us off. Number one pick. Nope. Carolina Panthers go into Atlanta and get a W. You feel like it would be in their best interest to just lose out. Get yourself a quarterback because it's not Baker. Clearly not Sam Darnold. And PJ Walker, eh, backup, maybe, mm-hmm. at best. XFL. XFL, yeah, right. So I don't know what the hell happened last week in that Tampa Bay-Carolina matchup. I know a lot of people lost a lot of bets that killed the two or three <laughs> parlays I had them in. But uh, in this one, I like Atlanta. I'm on the other side. They aren't turning any heads on defense. You kind of mentioned that. They're dead last in total DVOA there. But on offense, they've been surprisingly efficient. Ninth overall and fourth in rushing efficiency. I think they might be getting Corderell Patterson back. I'm not 100% sure on that. They love running the ball, though. Even if they're getting blown out like we saw last week against the Bengals, right? They're down like by three scores. They still ran Mm -hmm. the ball. They passed it 13 times. I think Mariota had like eight completions. Really dumb. They're committed. They're going to establish the run at all costs. I think the Panthers winning last week was a fluke. I think the Falcons bounce back this week. What I'm watching is Drake London. He's got a 70 grade, sixth best matchup on the week. He has a 30% target share on the year. They don't pass much, but it's pretty much him and then a bunch of other guys behind him, including Kyle Pitts. So, like I said, they don't pass at a very high volume, but he's a huge matchup advantage for them this week. We'll see if Arthur Smith takes advantage of it. But uh, Matt also has Atlanta in this matchup. Yeah, uh, if you're looking for something to bet here, I don't know why, but this total is sitting at 41 and a half, and that seems really low to me. This Carolina team put up points on the Bucks last week, and Atlanta always puts up points as well, too, right? So yep. uh, 41 and a half is really low in an NFL game for being inside a dome, right? Yep. You're not dealing with any weather or anything like that. I mean, that's a 21 to 21 score. These guys can probably hit that by halftime the way that they play defense. So, Or the way they don't play defense. It's a sneaky one for like highest scoring game of the week also, right? I mean, you got Miami Detroit on this thing as well, but it's kind of a sneaky one because it's, uh, I don't know who's going to stop it. I write a little bit uh, each week and I pick two or three matchups that are going to be, you know, high scoring. They're going to have lots of fantasy points, good for DFS. And this was one I wanted to pick so bad. But how am I going to pick a PJ Walker-led offense? No CMC. I don't know if Chubba Hubbard's 100%. It's like Deontay Foreman, DJ Moore, and yeah, the Falcons who don't really throw the ball. Yeah. It was tough. Well, I didn't include it, though. I'm not, I'm not that brave. <laughs> uh, next matchup, the Bears, they go to Dallas to take on the Cowboys, where Dallas is favored by 10.5. Over-under set at 42.5. What do you got? Uh, this is the Cowboys, no doubt. They also have a pretty dang good defense. They might have the best front four in all of football on the defensive side, uh, and it's pretty scary for what they can do. So uh, the Bears aren't going to be able to pass the ball. If they do, you know, you can look at Fields being completely under pressure, get a couple picks. You know, if you're looking for a little side prop thing or whatever like that, Justin Fields will throw an interception. If you can, if you can get something that throw two interceptions, possibly right. But the Bears, you know, they got a, a big emotional win over the new england patriots on monday night football right mm-hmm. that's a fluke dallas is going to beat the crap out of them zeke might not play i don't think it really matters but i can see dallas covering the spread of 10 here pretty easily yeah i'm taking dallas as well mentioned their defense they're number two in defensive dvoa Dak, you know he's back he looked okay they're trying to keep pace with philly and chicago they're just not that good uh, the mm-hmm. bears also just traded robert quinn who was making big plays for them i think he was a big part of why they beat the Patriots last week. Mac being hurt also didn't help. What I'm watching in this game, though, Dallas defenders getting some IDP action here. If you play IDP, the Cowboys have three guys averaging double-digit fantasy points. Micah Parsons, obviously the MVP there, 15.4. Donovan Wilson, 14 a game. Demarcus Lawrence at 11.2. And they even have Leighton Vanderesh with his neck roll, averaging 9.8 per game. The Bears lead the league in rush attempts, so tons of opportunities for tackles. And then for uh, Matt, he also has the Cowboys. Yep. Does that IDP talk, does that get you a little hot and bothered? Dude, I get so I'm defending champion in a dynasty IDP. I got Micah Parsons. It's killing it. People look, oh, you picked a linebacker in the third round. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, suck it. Next matchup, Dolphins. They're going to Detroit to take on the Lions. The Dolphins are favored by a field goal over under set at 50 and a half. What do you got? Everybody was on the Detroit Lions coming into the year just because of hard knocks and they liked the coach and everything like that. But yeah. Dan Campbell is terrible as a head coach. I don't care about your talent, right? Who was the last dude? Who was the who was the Lions coach before this? Matt Patricia. No, the one before that then. Black dude. I forget his name. But anyways, that dude had a nearly 500 record and he got the hose. This dude, Dan Campbell, needs to get booted out of here because 
what everybody saw in hard knocks yeah you might like this dude as a motivator he can't coach football they are a terrible team this line sitting at three and a half is because they put up a couple points at the beginning of the year and then everybody figured out what the hell they were doing and this is a trap line i can guarantee there's a ton of public money on the T detroit lions coming into this people don't know if Tua can throw the ball well or anything like that people want to see jared goff he's sitting at home this time his home road splits are gigantic miami's gonna blow this team out this week and it's not even gonna be close you can look at the over right but i don't know if detroit's gonna make it that far um they might get some garbage time to push it but miami's gonna cover this three and a half easily yeah they scored what zero against new england and i mm -hmm. think they got a field goal maybe two field goals against the cowboys yep. not much they didn't score much um yep. We talked about this time and time again this season. The Lions, they have no defense. They're 31st in the league in DBOA there, 31st in passing, and 30th against the run. They're not stopping anybody in any area of the game. Do whatever you want against them, right, with your game plan. The Dolphins rank sixth on offense in terms of efficiency, third in the NFL in the passing game. I think two is going to light it up with Hill and Waddle. So I'm not sure if I like the over. I like Miami to get their points. I think Detroit's going to score some more than what they did against the Patriots and Cowboys. They are getting Amon Ra back. They are getting Swift back. So some of those weapons are getting a little healthier for Detroit. That'll help, but I like the Dolphins. And then Matt is also going with Miami on this one. Yep. Next matchup, the Cardinals go to Minnesota to take on the Vikings, where Minnesota's favored by three and a half. Over under, is it 49? What are you doing with this one? This one's one of the harder ones for me because I like Arizona with DeAndre Hopkins back in the lineup, right? They looked way better. They had somebody to go oh, yeah. to that they could trust. He can grab everything. Shout out my fantasy teams with all the DeAndre Hopkins waiting on. But Kirk Cousins is at home, and it's an early game. It's not primetime, right? So you know that he's going to play pretty decent. Arizona can is just a swinging gate on defense as well. You can see it in J.J. Watt's eyes of like, Jesus, I'm trying out here, right? And then the offense stutters, and we got to go out there and try to do it again. I'm going to take the Vikings to get a win here, but I could easily see Arizona, you know, sneaking one by them. But being on the road, tough environment, it's getting cold outside. So Vikings fans get pumped when it's cold outside because it's like, oh, it's our weather, even though they play inside. But it wouldn't be surprised if Arizona wins. I'm taking the Vikings, though. You're missing one important thing, too. You know what came out this week? Uh, Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, not as much uh, work going in this week for Kyler Murray. On the practice field, uh, he's not looking at the playbook. He's not watching his scout film that the coaches are sending him. But the Vikings haven't been great. They're middle of the pack defensively. But the Cardinals are 26th in the league in defensive efficiency. You talked about their defensive struggles. Offensively, these teams are very similar in terms of efficiency. The Cardinals, I guess, get the bump getting DeAndre Hopkins back. But Minnesota has Justin Jefferson. And they have an older Adam Thielen, but he can still get it done. Dude gobbles up red zone targets. Jefferson has the fourth best matchup also for wide receivers this week. You like that? Kirk likes that. Give me the Vikings at home. What I'm watching, you mentioned DeAndre Hopkins. Ran 92% of the routes last week. He was targeted on about half of those routes run. So when he's out there, he's getting a damn ball. Also 50% target share. Does mm -hmm. it continue? And then Matt abstained on this one. I'll go ahead and text him. I'm assuming he's taking the Vikings, but we'll double check with him. That just means that the Arizona Cardinals are going to win in a landslide. And then <laughs> from that also, Kyler's going to post his like max prestige already yeah. on, on his Instagram right after the game. So, Oh man, max prestige. <laughs> All right, next matchup, the Las Vegas Raiders go to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Las Vegas, road favorites. They get two points over unders at 48. What do you got? Uh... Shout out Josh Jacobs. Everybody gave me crap for Josh Jacobs, but he might just be one of the best. He's probably the best fantasy pick right now out of out of all fantasy football. And let's just say he's on my team. You're welcome. Oh, this is another tough one. They're only one and a half point on the road, right? Andy Dalton can sling it. I think that the Raiders have found an identity in running the ball. And I don't see New Orleans stopping that anytime soon. And then off the play action, being able to hit Devontae Adams, you know, on some type of post or deep in or something like that. It's tough to win on the road in the NFL. It's tough to win in tough environments on the NFL. New Orleans is one of those that Superdome is mm -hmm. super loud. I went to it in like 07, went right after they built it to go watch a college football game. And it was LSU against Notre Dame. And so it's Louisiana sports fans, right? It, it is completely loud in that place. I can see Derek Carr having some trouble with the noise there, but I'm going to take the Raiders. 
but I don't like it. It feels dirty. New Orleans, that's the 22nd ranked defense, 20th ranked offense in the league. Not great. Uh, you mentioned Andy Dalton. He's starting. He can. You said he can sling it. He can also throw interceptions. I believe that two. Was it two pick sixes? Oh yeah, he threw four touchdowns in the first half last week. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. <laughs> Only two of those went to his guys. Yeah. So turnovers definitely on the table. You mentioned the two pick sixes he threw last week. The Raiders have the 12th ranked offense by DVOA, and you talked about the run game. They're number one overall in terms of efficiency. Josh Jacobs has looked great. I regret kind of avoiding him. He was one of my stayaways this year. That was stupid. But I think the Raiders win this. I think the Saints continue going the wrong direction. Chris Olave should be good in this spot, though. No Michael Thomas. I saw he's out until further notice, I guess, with his toe injury. You think Michael Thomas, his injury woes uh, change whenever he gets traded to Buffalo or Kansas City? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's Maybe. what he's just waiting out on? He's just Yeah, he got paid, so now he's just chilling. You know, if he, was, uh, if he went to UCLA, he wouldn't be doing this. Where'd this guy go to college? Oh, probably some bum school. Yeah, some <laughs> hole. Yeah. He went to Ohio State. I know. I don't know if Kendall's listening, but I hope he is. Yeah. And uh, Matt's taking the Raiders. Okay. Next matchup, the Patriots. They go to New York to take on your New York football Jets. New England's favored by two and a half, over under 41. What are you doing? You taking Belichick? You taking your new team? The New England Patriots stink. <laughs> they lost to the damn Chicago Bears, just like the 49ers did. But, but the 49ers at least played a close game. These dudes got wrecked, and it doesn't matter what their quarterback is. They're starting Mac Jones, who is the worst quarterback in New England right now. Like You can you can start Brian Hoyer over him. You can start Bailey Zappi over him. You could start Matt Patricia over him. You could do whatever the hell you want to do over there. Like You could bring back Drew Bledsoe right now. They would be a better team. So there's a thing, right, about – teams coming off like a bad loss at home and then becoming road favorites. This is also mm -hmm. a thing for home dogs. Then becoming road favorites is also a thing in sports betting and stuff like that too. But you're telling me that you get the jets on one of their biggest runs that they've had in over a decade, basically since the Mark Sanchez Rex Ryan years. Right. And New York jets fans are going to get a Bill Belichick, New England Patriots team to come in here. It's going one or two ways. It's going to be so loud and so rowdy that Mac Jones can't call a play because they're just going to be heckling the hell out of him because they're finally better than the Patriots. Or the Patriots come in and steamroll them by 35. I'm going to take the fact that the Jets are going to beat the out of them because I am all up on this Jets train right now. <laughs> and New York sports are back. Give me the Jets. Yeah. I know you're looking to adopt the Jets and just be miserable all the time with Gary Vee. I don't think you should do it. It's I mean, so I wouldn't good. mind it. Like I talked about this on your show. You're a 49ers fan currently, or you were. I don't know if you've converted. I am. I'm, I am. I'm a Rams fan, so there's a rivalry there. If you go root for the Jets, like we could be better friends. Our relationship could grow. But Nate, this is the fakest five and two team in the league, and you know it. No way. The defense is okay. They're top ten to this point, but the offense can't sustain what they've been. The Jets are 21st in DVOA on offense. It's just an efficiency metric. And they've been anchored by the run game and Brees Hall. You know who they lost for the rest of the season? Mm -hmm. They lost Brees Hall. They're 11th in the league in rushing. Brees Hall was the offense. How much better is Brees Hall than Michael Carter? Much better. N no way in hell. He took the job. They were like split in work week one. By week seven, it was almost mm -hmm. all Brees Hall. Everybody was all up on Michael Carter last year. The two running backs out of North Carolina, Javante Williams and Michael Carter, right? Yeah. Michael Carter is a dog. They didn't need to have Brees Hall on this team to be doing the same things that they're doing. That's a fact. The only issue in this game is if New England just says, you know what, we're going to shut down the run. But they also tried to do that against the Chicago Bears, and they got f***ed up. So I don't think it really matters. The Jets are the team. Give me the Jets. You're wrong. I think they're going to regress, and I think it starts this week with New England. So hold on. Do you think... The Jets are finishing above 500 this season. Absolutely. All right. Easy. Let's make another one of those intro bets. Yeah. This one's going to last all off season. Yeah. Okay. You're going to make podcast episodes in the off season. Yeah. I'm going to make podcast episodes. I have to, I'm making YouTubes now. So all right. I'm if I don't jets don't finish 500 this year, I'm okay. giving you three games. You're getting a plus three on this. <laughs> you're so wrong. This is, you're going to be, you're, this is going to be, you know, I just had the best segment the in the last one where you talked about how, you know, you weren't in on the Josh Jacobs thing. And I was the one who told everybody, Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, and you guys 
flambastered me or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, that's a word, right? And sure. you guys just on me the whole time. And you just said, you know what? I was wrong. This was stupid. You know what? In three weeks, you're going to say, you know what? That was stupid. Be playing your intro all off season. Yep. The Patriots they have a good defense. They're also a top 10 unit in the league. I'm taking the road favorite. I got New England. And then Matt, Matt's with you. He's taking your New York Jets. Because Matt's a smart fella. <laughs> Next matchup, Steelers. They travel to Philly to take on Matt's Eagles. Philadelphia, double digit spread. They're favored by 11, over under at 43.5. Who you got? You know, every week there's a team in the NFL who should not be losing a game that loses a game. Most of the time they are double digit favorites. You are not. Philadelphia is the worst team that is at top of the leaderboards in all of football. They are the best team at undefeated. And I just did the segment with Terrence Dunn, good listener of the 58 West King podcast, Matt's friend. He got into our league through Matt. Philadelphia is trash. They haven't played anybody. They they haven't, right? Like if you go down their schedule and you say, is this a good team? Nope. 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 All the way through six weeks. You could talk about last week with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they're a good team, right? But they're a good team with Dak Prescott coming off a finger injury with a thumb. He's not really throwing all that much, right? Or anything like that. Yeah. Whatever. You know, Zeke gets a little banged up too. People are all on Tony Pollard, but he doesn't make money. So it doesn't matter. This is one of those things where the Pittsburgh Steelers remind everybody who the team in the state of Pennsylvania is because they come in, they just put their head down, they work, they bring in their lunch pails, those red ones, right? The red glue ones, they walk into that. 53 players walk into Philadelphia with red coolers with their lunch pails, and they go in there and they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And everybody's like, oh my God, are the Eagles any good, right? The Eagles are the worst team over 500 in the NFL, and they're going to get a loss this week against Pittsburgh at home. Pittsburgh is in the bucket with teams that aren't good in the NFL this season. What mm-hmm. has Philly done against all those bad teams that you mentioned? They've beaten them, right? They're doing what they're supposed to do. They're fourth in offensive efficiency. They're fourth in defensive efficiency. For this matchup, A.J. Brown also has the top wide receiver cornerback grade per PFF on the week. Matt's on his Eagles. I'm on the Eagles. Philly's going to get this win. They're going to be 7-0. Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins, and they beat them by three points. The Jaguars, they beat by eight points. The Commanders, they won by 16. The Vikings, they beat by 17. That was prime time Kirk Cousins, which you know that everybody wins by 24, and they only won by 17. And they beat the Lions on the road week one by three points. None of those teams are trash. Everybody has great offensive and defensive efficiency against those teams. Suck a win's it. a win. And uh, what uh, what does Bill Parcells say about your record? What do you always say? What was his famous saying? I don't know. Something about you're, you're as good as your record said. They're undefeated. What is the problem here? You are on the Eagles. All of a sudden, you're off. This was our team, Nate. We were in this together. Yeah, I'm against it now. Once again, you're being divisive. Mm-hmm. No surprise. Mm-hmm. Next matchup, the Titans. They go to Houston to take on the Texans. Tennessee's favored by two road favorites. Over-unders low. It's at 41. What do you got? This is a game that nobody is going to watch, even if Titans or Texans fans. This is terrible, and I don't even want to pick it. You just want to skip it? We can skip no, it. I like Davis Mills, but I think they're going to get ran by Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee's good at all either, but I think that Tennessee might throw about 10 passes this entire game because Tannehill stinks. In 10 passes, Tannehill might throw one pick, but they're going to allow Davis Mills to throw like 30 passes in this game, and he might throw three. Therefore, the turnover advantage goes to the Titans. I think they win the ball game. So the Colts, they have a quarterback controversy. Uh, Matt Ryan's getting benched for Sam Ellinger, who has no NFL experience. Jonathan Taylor's been hurt. I think he's getting over a high ankle sprain. We're talking about we're talking about Tennessee and Houston. Oh, I know who we're talking about. The offensive line for Indy, they stink. No one else in the South has stepped up this season. And the Titans find themselves in first place at 4-2. and two. <laughs> Mike Vrabel is plus 7,000 for Coach of the Year right now. Go get it. No way in hell. Just put $10 down and just look at what that would pay out. It's going to be Pete Carroll. It's not going to be Pete Carroll. Yeah, because <laughs> Pete Carroll's going to win the NFC West. Also, he's also plus 7000 Put $10 on him, too. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Houston has the 27th-ranked offense, 30th-ranked defense, and the Titans are rolling. Fun fact, last three games against the Texans, Derrick Henry has 211, 212, and 250 yards. You want to take a guess at how many touchdowns he has total in those games? 
Probably zero. Nine. Nine total oh. touchdowns. Three <laughs> touchdowns a game. Nuts. But give me the Titans. I think they're going to win, move to five and two. Uh, Matt also has the Titans in this one. And you got Rashawn Green on the defensive side for the Texans. He's linebacker and D-line eligible. He's been lightening it up this season. Close to double-digit points every single week. So he has that dual eligibility. Uh, he's questionable right now, but if he's going to play, then you might as well plug him in because he's going to get a lot of rushes towards his way. Rack up those tackles. I want to get back in on IDP. Like this is get, just looking up some stats for like a few of the the matchups on the IDP side. Like it, it got me excited for IDP again. You guys have a spot? Uh, probably because all those guys are going to quit because I keep winning the damn thing. So, but he's probably a guy who was on the waiver wire too. He was dropped in our league, um, and I just ended up picking him up. And I like all the dual eligibility guys, right? Especially when I'm losing guys like I have both Bosa's and Garrett on my D line. So it's, it's tough because they're always injured. So getting dual eligibility guys is pretty key when you get linebacker outside linebacker moves in inside a little bit, you know, they move around and you can get some D line eligibility. You're going to rack up points. I like it. It's getting me more excited. Next matchup, Washington. They're going to Indy to take on the aforementioned Colts. Indy, home favorites. They get the field goal. Pretty neutral matchup, I think, from the sports books. Over under set at 40.5. Who you got? This one's rough because I think the Colts stink. The Colts stink, but the commandos also stink. I don't even know what you want to call them. The commandos, the commodes. I don't know what was wrong with the football team. I liked it. Yeah. It was growing on us. The football team was good, you know, uh, whatever you want to call them. I'm going to take the commanders in this one on the road. It, it is a trap, right? Uh, you're getting three. You're sitting at the three. It hasn't really moved at all. Mm-mm. And a lot of that's because they just beat the Packers. The Packers stink right now, too. But Taylor Heineke in that lineup is way better than Carson Wentz. Everybody knows it. Everybody knew it when Carson Wentz became the quarterback of there. But it also gives Terry McLaurin the ball. So I don't know if you looked at my scores last week, Tony. I know there's one person in this league where I'm not going to mention his name, but he definitely looked at Terry McLaurin getting points. And I believe he was on my bench, but he was like, Jesus Christ, I'm glad that Terry McLaurin wasn't in the lineup because I would really got smoked by more points. Terry McLaurin's going to eat up this Indianapolis Colts defense. Sam Ellinger getting a start. He hasn't completed an NFL pass in a in an actual regular season game yet. Who's going to get the ball for the Indianapolis Colts? Is it going to be Pittman? Does he have any rapport with any of these guys? Alec Pierce came on the scene this year. Is he having a rapport with that? Or are they just going to try to hand it off? But Washington's going to be decent. So mm-hmm. give me the commandos to go into Indianapolis, get a road win, chalk it up. Let's go. I think I just uh, I put both of these on my wall. I uh, grabbed a dart, closed my eyes, and I threw it. I landed on Indy. Both of these teams are bottom five and offensive efficiency. If you watched them, they're they're terrible. They're hard to watch. I think the Colts have had one good game with Matt Ryan. It was like two weeks ago. He actually threw the ball really well. But outside of that, like they've been tough to watch. And then the Washington game against Green Bay, sure. But like you mentioned, the Packers, they, they're struggling. But uh, mm-hmm. they're middle of the pack, both these teams on defense. They're both dealing with a quarterback crisis. Heineke, you said, is an upgrade from Carson Wentz, but not by much. And it doesn't mean he's good. We got a full season of him last year. Not that impressed. I'm going to take the Colts since they're at home. Sam Ellinger versus Taylor Heineke. This is another one I'm just not watching. Sam Ellinger does fit that hurry-up offense a lot more, and that's that's what they did two weeks ago when the Colts ended up putting up points and everybody's like, oh, Matt Ryan's back, you know, whatever. They sped it up, so maybe that's one of those reasons why they're just benching Matt Ryan, which is kind of awkward. You know, bring this guy in, pay him some cash to be your quarterback, and he gets to separate his shoulders. He's probably out for about a week, and they say, yep. For the rest of the season, you're benched. <laughs> like, what the? Yeah. I think crazy. they're trying to save a job or two here. Uh, Matt also has the Colts in this matchup. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel good picking either team. So, next matchup, your current 49ers are taking on my Rams. San Fran comes in favored by two. That may have moved a little bit since Debo was declared out. I think he was ruled out today. This over under was set at 42. What do you got for this one? Yeah. So, it got to one and a half this morning, and currently it's sitting at Niners minus one. So, it's dropped about a point without Debo. This is one of the things where the Niners were home dog against the Chiefs last week, and now they're a road favorite against the Rams. They are, I don't know if they're a better team. The Niners have Christian McCaffrey, but does that make too much of a difference for their own game? Like you and me could probably get about, I don't know. We probably can't get a, a full yard in the NFL, but in that 
that offense, I mean, those holes are like three, four feet wide. It's, it's crazy. Anybody could run through them, right? Oh, we get, no, no, no. We'd get three or four yards downfield and then we'd get absolutely destroyed. We'd get concussed immediately. There's no way in hell that you or me get one yard in the NFL, no matter what offensive line. They would open the line, we would get through it, and then we would get destroyed is what I'm saying. No way. We wouldn't even get to the line. Guarantee we don't get to the line of scrimmage. I think I could get a yard. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> no way. No, but this is a trap. Every, you know, the Niners owned the Rams in the regular season. Uh, SoFi is called Levi South, all this kind of stuff. There's God. this hype on the Niners. Uh, the Rams are coming off a bye week. You give the Rams a little bit of time. They're probably going to figure out a way to to end up beating this Niner team. I don't think the Niners are all that good right now. They're still trying to piece it all together. Jimmy G's just getting weeks under him, you know, to be able to do this kind of stuff. Again, the Niners went three and five last year before going on the run and putting, you know, the emphasis on Debo Samuel and into the offense. And he's not there this week. What? Who's going to do it? Brandon Ayuk. Who's the other wide receiver? Jawan Jennings. Danny Gray, George Kittle, you know, I think it's just too easy. I don't think they have enough package stuff for Christian McCaffrey to do the things that Christian McCaffrey does really well yet and get him implemented and get everybody comfortable with it. How does the line block on, you know, him catching the ball or anything like that? So I'm going to take the Rams to win this game. That's my official pick. I do have a bet with Terrence and with you also. It's a Twitter profile pick. You weren't on the episode, but I lumped you into it as well. But so the bet is the Niners to win, Niners against the Rams, but I'm going to take the Rams to win this game. It just seems like a trap. So all I heard was they're hedging here. You're hedging it that your team gets a win or you uh, you win this pick here on our show in front of all the people. If uh, my Twitter profile get pick gets changed, then I'm going to clip this real quick and say, hey, I picked the Rams. So you're hedging 100%. The Niners are 7-1 against the Rams in their last eight. The only game that the Rams won was that playoff game that the 49ers should have won. You guys had the lead, kind of gave the game away there at the end. They're playing better this year, though. I think the 49ers are. They're healthier. Their defense is ranked seventh on the year. They just got CMC. I know he's still going to be worked in, but Jeff Wilson's not bad. He knows the playbook. None of this is good for the Rams. Our offensive line hasn't been healthy. We just lost our replacement to Andrew Whitworth. That's not good. I think both of our guards have been injured on and off all season. We were down to like the third string on both sides. We are getting our center back. That helps. But there's like zero continuity. So I think Matt Stafford's going to be under constant pressure. He's not going to be able to throw the ball to Allen Robinson for reasons that I'm sure you'd be more than happy to explain. He's not white. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Matt also has the Rams here, which is interesting. Wait, so who's your who's your pick? The Niners? San Fran. Yeah. Did I not say it? You're hedging two. <laughs> Seven and one. Like, McVay can't beat Shanahan. He just can't do it. Shanahan one game was a stinks. Fluke. Shanahan stinks as a head coach. Was it just them working together all those years with Jay? And I, I don't know. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. He has his number, though, for sure. Much like McVay has uh, Kingsbury's number uh, in Arizona. But anyways, next matchup, the Giants, the other New York team, the second of three New York teams, goes to Seattle. I always forget about the Bills. Uh, they go to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, where Seattle is favored by three. Is this a, considered a neutral matchup? I don't, I don't think it is. I think this is a trap. The like three point home advantage thing really doesn't exist too much anymore. Yeah. When you have like private jets and all that kind of shit. So that's fair. Over unders at 45 and a half. What do you got for this one? Uh, Seattle's going to beat the out of this New York Giants team. You think Uh, so? Yeah. I don't. New York going across the country. They're playing a midday game, right? It's kind of like a mid evening game or whatever like that in New York. There's a bunch of hype on the New York Giants being what five and one or something like that. Their coaching is really good and stuff like that, but they're not that great. I like watching it. It's fun. I like Danny Dimes, but Geno Smith is, he's, he can be a candidate for MVP this year, right? If, if this team, the Seattle Seahawks ends up winning the division, which they very likely can do because the rest of the teams in that division aren't that good. They have a running game. They have the quarterback. They have the offensive weapons. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't see New York scoring a lot of points on them. So this over under set at 44 and a half, I think that's too high. Seattle can get scored on and stuff like that, but I think Seattle beats this team handily by two scores. I like it. Last week the Jaguars were also favored by a field goal. DK Metcalf has missed two straight practices. That's not good. I'm not sure what his status was today. I don't think he practiced. They also have the 19th ranked defense, better than where they were a couple weeks ago. They were like back there with the Lions. But they get the Giants' seventh-ranked offense this week in terms of efficiency. Danny Dimes, you talked about him. 
He looks like he's taking a step in the right direction, turning the ball over less, rushing more. I think he had 100 yards last week, right? Yep. It's like 10 rushes, 100. It was crazy. Did, yep. did a lot of work on the ground. Saquon looks phenomenal. He's the number three running back in fantasy. I like what Brian Dayball is doing. We were optimistic with what he could do coming in. Didn't think that would translate. Are they six and one? The five and one. Didn't think that would translate to a five and one start. So we'll take that. Doesn't look great if you've watched all the games, but it's working. And I think they can continue to make it work against the Seahawks. I hate Pete Carroll. Give me the Giants. What I'm watching. So they just traded Kadarius Tony. He went to Kansas City where his hamstring is healed. All of a sudden, he's going to play after the bye week. So they have Wandale Robinson, this other guy. Rookie, 81% of the routes run in week seven. He was targeted on about a quarter of those routes, 24%. He got a 25% target share. He just seems like their number one option going forward. Darius Slayton's also there, but kind of excited to see what the rookie can do for the Giants. Matt's taking the Seahawks in this matchup. Yeah, correction. The Giants are six and one. Okay, six and one. Thank you. But you know the thing too is like these hot teams that come in or whatever like that, and you sit there and you look like, you know what? No, like the fan base isn't going to have it, right? Seattle's sitting there like, oh, you guys think you're bad because you're six and one or whatever like that. That place is going to be rocking. So that's going to be loud. This is just you. This is you being a Jets fan. Like you can't have the other New York team being successful. (laughs) No, you can't be those guys. That's good. Moving on now to our Sunday night football matchup, Green Bay and the third New York team, the Buffalo Bills, the upstate New York team. They're favored by 10.5, over-unders high. It's at 47.5. I don't think Green Bay is going to help the Bills get to that, but what do you got? Um, I said before, there's always a team every single week that's a double-digit favorite that ends up losing. Last week, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 13.5-point favorite over the Carolina Panthers. That's not happening in this game. Happening. The Buffalo <laughs> Bills are going to win by like 30 points. It's crazy. <laughs> Had me worried for a second. <laughs> no Alan Lazard whatsoever. There's not a there's not a guy on that team that Aaron Rodgers feels like he could pass the ball to. Um, he talked pretty openly on the Pat McAfee show this week. Not a sponsor. You don't go listen to that show. We're listening. We're listening to offers, Pat. Just yeah, shout out Pat McAfee. But not because you're not a sponsor. Anyways, he was talking about guys we make too many mistakes on the field. And it's kind of crazy that Aaron Rodgers doesn't take any of the, you know, responsibility upon himself or anything like that. But he talks about that. And they just showed these clips of every wide receiver dropping the ball, dropping the ball, dropping the ball. All these first downs that they could have had. They're going to get smoked. When, it, when we have a team like Buffalo who's been for so long. I mean, they made it to four straight Super Bowls, got smoked. Also, they're primed for a Super Bowl run. And you get a chance to beat a primetime quarterback, a Hall of Famer in Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, you're going to put it on them. And I think that the Buffalo Bills do that this week. They got to be coming into this game on a high. I think they made the announcement. They're getting their stadium. That was kind of up in the air. That was just announced. Not going to have a roof. It's going to be open. And I love it. I like it. They're getting one. I think they'll get one Super Bowl. They'll get one like the first or second year that the stadium's open. And then that's it. We're never going back to upstate New York in February after that. Yeah, they they did one at MetLife. They did one at MetLife. They can do one in Buffalo. That's what I'm saying. They'll get one. That's it. They won't go back. But uh, the Packers, they stink. Uh, Give me the Bills. Buffalo, number one defense, number two offense. They have Josh Allen. And then Matt, he's also taking the Bills. I don't need to elaborate much on this one. Mm -hmm. Our final matchup, the Monday night game. This is Cincinnati. The Bengals going to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Cincinnati, road favorite. They get a field goal. Over under set at 47.5. What are you doing? Uh... This one's hard. There's no Jamar Chase, right? He's likely out on yep. the IR now. And, you know, Tyler Boyd's good. T. Higgins is good. Joe Mixon is a dog. He hasn't gotten going yet this year, but he's put up solid points for fantasy owners. The Cleveland Browns can run the ball like crazy. They're at home. You're getting a primetime game. You know, in-state rivalry, I guess you could say. Battle of the Oranges. Neither state grows oranges, and both of their teams are orange, right? This would make sense for like a Niners and Dolphins game or something like that for them to be orange. But for some reason, Ohio thinks that they're special and can be the color orange, uh, which might be the worst color in the entire you know palette. It's rough. There's another thing in sports betting, right? Is So this is sitting at three and a half right now to the Bengals. So usually when you see a line... Like three, if it stays at that three, then you're then you're kind of like just neutral. Nobody's wanting to push it one way. It gets pushed to the three and a half, and it sits there for a while and doesn't go back to three because people usually want to bet it to the key number so they have a push. 
right? Either way. Yep. So if it sits at the three and a half or more than like a day or two or something like that, that's usually the side that you want to be on. Or if it sits at two and a half, you want to be on the plus two and a half side. More yeah. times than not, it's there's like a whole model thing. I forget what it's called, but it talks about that where a plus two and a half wins more times outright than the minus two and a half. And then the minus three and a half wins more times than not than the three and a half. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. I don't like it. I think the Bengals stink. No, f- that. Browns are winning this game. Monday Night Football <laughs> in their stadium. Jamar Chase, not there. Who the hell is Joe Burrow going to throw to? Who's his safety blanket? Nope. It is over. The Browns are winning this game. Change his mind real time. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like that. You accepted some new information and you adapted. You changed your mind. I like it. That More people should be like you, Nate. Yeah, but uh, what people call those people that accept new information and change their mind are conspiracy theorists. So, you know what? Just give me your damn pick, Tony. <laughs> I don't know about I don't agree with that. So you mentioned <laughs> no Jamar Chase in this one. He's dealing with a hip injury. I don't know if they moved him to IR, but he is going to miss the next four to six weeks, I believe. So the Bengals come into this matchup number 13 on defense and number six overall on offense in terms of efficiency. They got off to a slow start. No preseason, obviously, for the starters. Joe Burrow had the appendicitis. I think that's what he had he was dealing with. So kind of a slow start. I'm kind of attributing to that. T. Higgins, though, Tyler Boyd. You mentioned those guys. They're plenty capable. We saw that last week. Boyd was the overall wide receiver two on the week. And then Higgins with Chase is the wide receiver one. Also managed to get into the top 24. Hayden Hurst, you didn't mention him. You mentioned Mixon, who's been pretty solid. Hasn't really gotten the touchdowns yet. But Hayden Hurst has also looked good. That's your safety blanket right there. So I'm not too worried about them shorthanded without Jamar Chase. Definitely not against Cleveland, who come into this matchup ranked 28th in defensive DBOA against the pass. It's what the Bengals like doing. Give me Cincinnati. What I'm watching, going back to the IDP well. So four Bengals in the 9 to 11 points per game range. Von Bell, Jermaine Pratt, Sam Hubbard, and Logan Wilson. Much like the Bears matchup I would be targeting. The Bears like to run the ball. Cleveland also likes to run the ball. They're fifth in the league in rushing attempts. So there's going to be tons of opportunities to just rack up those tackles. And then Matt is also taking the Bengals. Anything to add? Uh, another thing to look forward to, right, or look at, and this probably changes what my pick would be or whatever like that. And this is why the Bengals probably moved to three and a half point favorites. I'm just not, I'm not going to change my pick, but Miles Garrett hasn't practiced in the last two days as well, too. Yeah. So uh, that's a big part of that Cleveland Browns defense that you could see putting some pressure on, you know, Joe Burrow or whatever. But I think that the Georgia Bulldogs could put pretty good pressure on Joe Burrow as well <laughs> in this offensive line. But that's that. And this just feels like one of those things in fantasy football where people are like, yeah, I drafted Tyler Boyd and I didn't play him last week, but he went off. So they're going to plug him in his in oh, the yeah. lineups and he's going to get a zero burger. And then the guys who have T Higgins will be like, yeah, T Higgins is the number one. And he's just going to get skunked as well. This feels like one of those type of trap things. And it's like, yeah, I got T Higgins. I'm only down eight points, whatever like that. And then you end up losing your fantasy matchup. Yeah. We get those every week. There's like three or four games where they just wreck everything. Every plan you had, parlays, round run, whatever it is, it gets wrecked. Those matchups happen every week. But I think either way, you're going to get the Browns running the ball, you know, 30, 40 times because that's what they want to do. They're not going to leave this to Jacoby Brissett. So for IDP, take those guys, plug them in. You should be set. Yep. Awesome. Let's take a quick break here and then do the home league preview. All right, Nate, it's Halloween. You did an episode this week with an overarching Halloween theme. You guys did a draft. Sexy Halloween costumes were discussed at length. Mm -hmm. Guess what? We're doing our home league preview, and we're picking winners based on who'd make the sexier Halloween Latina. Are you ready? Dude, this is right up my wheelhouse. Everything (laughs) big, booty, sexy Latinas is my wheelhouse. I know everything about it, Latinas. It's all the type of cinema that I watch. Let's go. All right. In our first matchup, the banana stand. Taking on Boner Jams 03. Here it is, Boner Jams 03. It's a mixtape I made. This is my team going up against Matt's, the co-commish. I am six and eight against Matt Lifetime. What are you doing with this one? So there's a thing about Latinas, right? And basically Latino people in general. I've never seen a Latina eat a salad. Like it's always beans, rice, papas, tortillas, some type of meat or something like that. And I've seen you eat plenty of salads, Tony. Therefore, Matt's taking this thing home. We can verify, but I would say that the over... If we put a poll out, how many salads does Matt eat, right, a year? 
and we put the over under at negative three, it would go under. Give me Matt to win this matchup. Better, sexy Latina. You're right. as you were naming those things: beans, rice, mm-hmm. potatoes, tortilla. I like all of those things. I've had all of those at least twice this week. But Not you even eat joking. salads. But you eat salads. Salads cancels you out, Tony. <laughs> You're getting an L. Uh, no, no, this is me. I'm winning. It's not going to be close. I enter this matchup, Nate. I enter this matchup as the only brown person. That's pretty important. I also enjoy showing off my legs when I do dress up for Halloween. I've got a track record. I'm taking this matchup, damn it. We're going to have to ask Matt's doctors if he had any brown in him. So we'll find that out maybe next week. I don't know. Matt, you got any uh, You got any Mexican in you? Just because you've had some Mexican in you doesn't mean that you're Mexican. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're both going the same direction. I like it. <laughs> All right, next matchup. Oh, you can... Taking on the Peeping Tomlinsons. Big Pepin, spin the cheese. Smoothie and Julian here. Smoothie is 2-1 and one against Julian all the time. They haven't played much, but who are you taking? So there's another very distinctive trait of Latinas, right? And it is the fact that they have this lower back mustache, right? Everybody knows it's there. You know, your, your cheeks doing you can braid it, put your little name in it, in like a cornrow or something like that, right? But if you're completely smooth, you don't have that. Therefore, smoothies out. Julian takes this one. Landslide victory. That's what I got. Yeah, it's Julian. You wouldn't know he was Mexican just by looking at him. He's very transparent. It's probably the correct term. But he is. He's very Mexican. He can. I believe he's fluent in Spanish. I think he'd make a sexier Halloween Latina. Dude's also got extensive knowledge about thongs and feet. And I think all of that, coupled with the analytics based on his ethnicity, gets him the W in this matchup, taking Julian. I thought you were going to say he's fluent in Mexican. (laughs) I was very close. Those words crossed my mind. (laughs) All right, next matchup, Back to the Future. Great Scott! Taking on Otter Job. Josh and Albert in this one. Josh is just 2-10 and ten lifetime against Albert. Albert has been his kryptonite, apparently. Although some would argue a championship in this league is Josh's kryptonite because he can't seem to get too close to that one. Boom! Roasted. Who you got in this one? You know, no matter what race you're looking at, there's only one that looks good as like a, a short little chunk chunk, and that is Latinas, right? Not, not white girls, not black girls, not Asians, something like that. No, the short little chunk chunk. Latina, she always wears like jeans, capri pants, some cork wedges or something like that. A nice little top that they got from La Ross or something like that. That's Albert. Albert's our short little chunk chunk in the league. So therefore, give me Albert to take this thing. I mean, he's probably going to win by like 30. So I did a lot of research, tons of research into ethnicity and, and skin tone. And the conclusion I came to on this one was that Albert is a lot browner than Josh is. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's actually like some type of Latin. Might not be Mexican. He might be like Puerto Rican or Dominican, so he might get offended mm-hmm. by us calling him Mexican. But he's he's the Mexican one in this matchup. He's also been known to show off cleavage. All of our Utah mm-hmm. folk folks have seen one or both of his nipples. He's the guy who just like starts undressing mm-hmm. uh, when he's got a little bit of sauce in him. Give me Albert in this matchup, though. I like it. Next matchup, GNTs. No! Clarkson. Taking on Just Here No Fine. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Trey and Allen in this matchup. These guys are tied all time at three and three. What are you doing? You know, there's another trait about Latinas, right? Is that they like to let everybody know that they're doing well in life. And it usually has to come in the form of pictures or something like that, right? They have to, hey, look at what I got or what I'm doing or something like that. And... You know, just here, no fine seems like, a, you know, Alan, he's like a pretty quiet dude, right? He's pretty reserved or something like that. There's one person in this league who's got to let you know everything that they got going on, how successful they are. Hey, come check out the mirrors in my gym that I put up. Hey, come check out this 45 foot Christmas tree because you know what? I have a 45 foot Christmas tree. Sexy Latinas do the same shit. GNTs gets on the board with their second win of the year. They're still in 12th place. They still stink. They're going to be the Sacco. They're going to wax their bum. But you know what? I like the sexy Latina with a waxed bum. So give me Trey. So this is where I diverge from my skin tone analytics-based assessments. Trey has those washboard abs. He's clean shaven. You talked about that. He's got everything. Mm -hmm. I know he likes to tease everyone too. And I think he just make the sexier Latina for a lot of the reasons that you just mentioned. Give me Trey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. Next matchup. The Vinegar Strokes. Bring the vinegar, 
You're taking on the Tinker Stinkers. It was a one-night, one-horn, flying purple people. Nate, you are one in five against Wayne all time. Not sure what the deal is there. Who are you picking? You know, this is probably the hottest thing that I like about sexy Latinas. Just Latinas in general, right? Is you have to sleep with one eye open because you know that she's sleeping with one eye open. Wayne only has one eye. And the other one's glass, and it stays open all night long. So therefore, Wayne's going to win this victory because he sleeps inherently with one eye open, and he just being the one-eyed open Latina. Like I don't know if I'm going to get stabbed when I'm sleeping next to Wayne, right? Therefore, it's sexier to me. I like that kind of shit. like whatever. Kill me. I don't know, but give me Wayne. He's going to take me down. It's also dangerous. I don't like that. Like, why do you got to put a glass eye? You couldn't get like a polyurethane, like a plastic. You couldn't get a plastic one and shove it in the socket. No, man, you got to get the glass one because it floats around with the liquids in your eyes. So it just consistently moves. Is it like one of those giant like stones that just has like the water? Yeah, you just that's exactly it? what it is. Right. And it's got all the right. all seeing eye right there in the middle of it. Like, yeah, I'm intrigued. It's hot. It's hot. Uh, so surprisingly, both Mexican in this matchup. <laughs> At least Wayne claims to be Mexican. I'm still not convinced. Mm -hmm. But for this matchup, Nate, you come in here. You got the hair. You got the tree trunk legs. You got the <laughs> willingness to show some skill. I love all of it. I'm taking you in this head-to-head. -head. I'm on the other side. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. In our main event... The Inglorious Baz Turds. And I want my scalps. Taking on the meaty clackers. I've got big balls. I've got big balls. Good news for Jason. He's 9-0 against Brandon. Holy crap. Does that even factor in to who would make the sexier Latino? No. Game? Not whatsoever. Okay. But let me give you a rundown of my analysis here. So I grew up in California, right? We got a lot of Mexicans. Tons of Mexicans, right? And I grew up north where... You know, I don't know about you. You lived in that southern area where people like cities and shit like that. But from where I come from, it's about agriculture. And there's a lot of Mexicans that do agriculture there. And every Mexican I know that does agriculture doesn't tweet like Jason does, right? From a political standpoint, they are far on the other side as Jason. Therefore, Jason would not make a sexy Latina. Therefore, I give the victory to Brandon this week based off of Mexican political old man working in the fields and their daughters getting raised in that type of environment. Jason's not a sexy Latino. Uh, Jason's probably our most religious person in the league. I don't mean that in a bad way. He's very much a man of Christ, but not like a righteous gemstone type of church. Have you seen that no. show? No. So it makes fun of like mega churches like Joel mm -hmm. Osteen. You know mm -hmm. who that is? So like those types of personalities. It's a Danny McBride show on HBO. Also not a sponsor, but again, we're listening. Yeah. But anyways, Jason, he's not a fundamentalist. He's not extreme one way or the other. He does tweet, but I think that hurts him in this matchup. You know, this is the one time of year you should be encouraged to wear as little as possible. Show your abundance of chest hair. Show us your thick quads, Jason. And I don't think Jason can do it. Conversely, I know Brandon's going to do it. He's going to do all of it in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. I'm taking our new number one seed. He overtook Jason last week. I took Jason down. You're welcome, Brandon. In this matchup, though, taking Brandon. Nice. Woo. All right. That was fun. Always happy to talk football and uh, who, Big who would make the sexiest. <laughs> I was going to say that, but who would make the sexier Latina out of our, our managers? I don't know if Charlotte's listening. She might be on the other side of this door right now. <laughs> With one eye open. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, any closing? Any closing thoughts before we get out of here? Any closing thoughts? Um, yeah. Wear hoodies. It's getting cold. Have you ever thought about doubling up underwear, Tony? Like it's freezing cold outside. No, I don't double up. I wear my underwear. Like I try to stretch them out because, like, you can get four wears out of each pair. Jesus right? Christ! You wear them normal. You turn them around like you wear them backwards. Then you turn them inside out and you wear them forwards. And then you keep them inside out. And you wear them back. That's four days, right? Yeah. Like I'm saving so much water, so much soap because I'm not washing my clothes as often as you guys are. You're welcome for the advice. I appreciate it. So no, I don't have anything else. Uh, appreciate you having me on. This is fun and they always run long. So it's a, it's a worse edit for you. I don't edit my podcast anymore. I just throw the music under. So it's a lot more fun, but I know we had a little, couple little edits in here. So, but I appreciate you having me on anytime. You're welcome on my show as well. 
once again, that is Taco Court Pod at Taco Court Pod on all platforms. That is across. I just got the handle on YouTube as well. So you got YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, are you on MySpace yet? TikTok. Ooh, we are not on MySpace yet. We will open to MySpace. So we're on MySpace. By next week, uh, you will have. I will have a MySpace, and I will add that to the chart as well. So you guys can check us out. MySpace.com forward slash 58W King podcast. We're there. There's nothing on it. I messed with it for like two minutes. There's nothing on it. I'll get I'll get around to it one of these days. You have one friend? Tom. Tom. Nice. He's everybody's friend, man. Yep. Thanks for joining us, Nate. For Nate, for our recovering co-commish Matt. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you on the other side. Good luck this weekend. Happy Halloween. Love you bye. Love you bye. How many inches do you think Matt grew from surgery? Mean? From surgery. Like in height or girth or length? What are we, what are we talking about here? Length. If he shaved, probably two. I mean, you. <laughs> <he's> th- <laughs>